Hey Guardians, this is Handsome Dragon. I'm here to let you know that somewhere between the recording and the saving of our audio, some of the files got really messed up. Due to the audio issues, you will not hear the intro or the weekly highlight segment, but Beta was able to get the main topic and Legends and Mystery segments in good enough condition to release. We also wanted to correct something from the episode. Uh, during the show, we were under the assumption that siva.memory.cl stood for Clovis Bray. However, immediately following the show, we realized that the CL most likely stands for Chinlan Shu, not Clovis Bray, which makes perfect sense since General Chinlan Shu was in charge of the Exodus Project and the cards refer to General. So I don't know how we didn't catch it on the show, but we did after, and there's the correction. Thanks and enjoy. Uh, this week we are going to talk about the origins of Siva. Uh, so last week we kind of kind of talked about the uh, the ARG, the transmissions uh, that that hit us before the Rise of Iron launch, and kind of talked about what those could mean, different things like that. And now we're going to talk about the the actual threat in Rise of Iron, uh, Siva. Um, and do you want to lead us off with the uh, the first Grimmer card here? Yeah, sure. So. Uh, Siva's origins came from a uh, a company or facility known as Clovis Bray, and uh, the ghost fragment Meridian Bay is uh, very tied to them. We want your grandchildren. Does that sound grim? Don't panic. We aren't talking about human babies, yours or anyone else's. We're talking about your inventions, the children of your mind. Come join us. Come to Clovis Bray and build a laboratory of your dreams. Anything you need, demand it, and it's yours. At Clovis Bray, we have a singular understanding of genius, and we appreciate how brilliant minds flourish when they enjoy total freedom. This is Freehold, the realm where the new and best is born. This is where your brilliance, free to budget constraints, and managers make the universe dance. Clovis Bray is a nursery. A nursery to a million marvels. Your inventions belong to no one but you. Cherish them, praise them, or tell them they aren't worthy and set them inside a deep, dark drawer. But as every parent soon learns, children grow up, and even technology matures. At some point, your inventions are going to find mates. They'll join with other marvels and produce a new generation of offspring. Maybe you'll build a better reactor. Meanwhile, the genius in the lab next door devises an elegant way to fold machines into tiny spaces. Your device meets hers, and a fierce little reactor is born. Your children are yours forever, and we have a happy. We are happy to arrange for their grandchildren to prosper. Now, uh, that card was. I think that was a vanilla card, and it always gave me the creeps. Mm-hmm. Like instantly, I did not like Clovis Bray. I, I would always, whenever talking about him, I would always say he's a creepy old man. It draws me uh, it parallels to me with uh, like Rapture in a Bioshock series. Yes. Uh. Um, God, what was his name? His rapture was the yeah, city. Uh, yeah. Andrew yep. Ryan. Andrew Ryan. That guy. <laughs> Creepy yep. old man. Yeah, and that card is like, it reminds me of that because, you know, kind of has made similar promises. You know, it's like, come to us, you'll be completely free, you can do whatever you want, you know, we, all the resources are available to you. Uh, and then you know, with 
Clovis Ray we learned from the the transmissions that we got and and then even some of the fragments we got in Rise of Iron that they weren't as free as they might have been promised they were going to be. Uh there's a lot of restrictions um on you know what they were privy to as far as previous researches and things like that. And you know, if they kind of stood up for something they were kind of looked down upon or you know, next thing you know there's another research group in their place. <laughs> well, I mean, they were free to work on anything they wanted and they were free to leave whenever they decided that Clovis Bray was going down a path they didn't want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're free to work and you're free to leave. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah we, uh, we get, you know, shown that, or we get proof that the, of the connection between Siva and Clovis Bray in the, the download complete mission from Rise of Iron. Um, and the, you know, the text there is to, to search the archives of Clovis Bray on Mars for information on Siva's origins. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of the, the transcript from that. Uh, Tyra, she says, In searching for more information on Siva, I discovered some recent unexplained phenomena originating near Clovis Bray. Uh, and Saladin says, That's deep in Cabal territory. I find it unlikely the Fallen would have had time to experiment in those labs undisturbed. Uh, Tyra says, True, but there are records of Siva prototypes that were never recovered. They could be, a, they could be the missing link. Uh, and Saladin says, Lord Timur spoke of Siva prototypes too. Very well, old friend. Let's follow this path. Uh, so we go down. Uh, Ghost hacks into a computer, like Ghost does, and he finds some old archives. And he says, um, you know, he breaks into the Bray Research Archive, and he discovers that there are multiple prototypes, um, each programmed to serve a different function. You know, you have one that built constructs, uh, viral armor enhancements, which... If you were uh, privy to the, the transmission logs, that sounds pretty uh, similar to what we had there. Um, so, and then we have, and, you know, and we have a winner, cybernetic diagnostics, exactly what the Fallen would need to. And then Ghost is cut off as the uh, Cabal enter, and we fight off the Cabal. But yeah, that kind of leads to the, you know, the, the intro of Clovis Bay Bray being involved with Siva directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the lab that we're at, this, you know, this is likely the same lab that's from uh, the transmission event. Um, you know, can't say for sure that's the same lab because we aren't given direct, you know. Didn't, uh, didn't they say that she went five floors up? Did she? Might be. I th- I think so. I'm not sure. You might be uh, right. It's it's really not that important. Yeah. You know, this could just be but, a server room. It could not, it might not be a lab at all. Yeah. So this is connected to mm-hmm. the lab. Yeah. And, um, we do. There were dead fallen there. Um. So it is possible that this is you know a that, you know the fallen were definitely look around in this room trying to get information on Siva. Yeah. They could have. Uh, they could have gone there first and then to the lab from the transmission event because. Mm-hmm. They were obviously in the Clovis Bray facilities. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of going down into the, I guess, I guess the beginnings, um, uh, we learned that Siva was kind of a, a branch of Ingram matter, correct? Yeah, so um, what do we know about the creation of 
of Ingram Matter. Well, um, the very fact that it mentions that in the Grimoire, or not the Grimoire card, this is a quest step, I'm dumb, <laughs> uh, that it mentions this in a quest step, um, it's possibly, possibly, or likely, as uh, Anon puts it, that uh, engrams beta. were invented by Willow. Anon, but Beta. Oh, Beta, my bad. Beta. Beta <laughs> wrote these notes, not Anon this week. Um, engrams are likely invented by Willa Bray, uh, a member of the Bray family, which there's so many webs of that family, I don't know what her <laughs> relationship is to Clovis. Can anyone help me out there? Daughter. Daughter, thank you. Daughter of Clovis Bray, who's the founder of that company that we mentioned earlier. Um, it depends, It this really depends, though, on how we in, uh, interpret the phrase matter encryption. We know that uh, engrams are encrypted and decrypted by the Cryptarch. Um, Glimmer will also read involves transmuting material. It's also likely that uh, Willa Bray invented it as an extension to engrams, which is possibly why we, uh, when we dismantle, um, well, we don't, when we dismantle certain certain items that we receive from the Cryptarch, that's why we're able to get um, uh, Glimmer from it. Yeah. yeah, like house banners and resupply codes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah, it's from the uh, the Master Ives card. Um, we're told that, you know, in ancient times, Earthlings thought there were three states of matter. Um, solid, liquid, gas. Or, yeah, solid, liquid, and gas. Um, but now that we, we, now we know there are four types, and the fourth being Ingram. And, you know, of these, the Ingram is the purest state of matter. Um, and we get some actually get some information on it from the uh, Glimmer card, and the, the Glimmer card is actually written by uh, Seth Dickinson, which is kind of interesting because it's not necessarily the the typical card that he would usually write. You know, he he wrote you know the Books of Sorrows, he wrote the uh, you know the saga with uh, the Ishtar Collective scientists, and their ep- kind of epic tales. You know, love, friendship, betrayal, Cyrus. yeah, Cyrus, and then. Everything on the Alm yeah. card, and I remember him mentioning that this was one of his favorite cards that he wrote. So that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Just a glimmer. Yeah, card. he said the glimmer card was one of his favorite cards that he wrote. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Huh. This is news to me. Yeah. Um, Anon, you wanna you wanna read a bit about the glimmer? Or Guardian? Why don't we give it to our guest since he's been quiet? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I actually I love this like all the engram and stuff so i mean glimmer is super awesome to me um so the grammar card glimmer uh the programmable matter called glimmer serves as one of the city's basic currencies with the right inputs and an energy source glimmer can be transmuted into nearly anything uh, this makes it precious to the city's industries and artisans that value in turn makes glimmer a useful means of exchange especially with those who venture beyond the city's walls uh, glimmer passes through an economic life cycle New Glimmer comes from reclaimed Golden Age cash um, and technologies. Um, whether a tiny mechanism or an underground load seeded by ancient machines, um, this expansion of Glimmer supply drives down the value of Glimmer. But Glimmer is also constantly used by the city's industries, which converts it to necessary components and materials. Now, this sinks or this sink helps keep Glimmer scarce and therefore valuable. Between this inflow and outflow lies the pool of liquid liquidity. Uh, Glimmer used as trade currency, Master Rahul in the tower, for example, sells recovered matter engrams in exchange for Glimmer, since he knows he can use Glimmer to acquire new engrams and keep them flowing to guardians. 
Newborn guardians often complain that they should be issued high-quality gear for free. Are they not, after all, fighting for the future of the city? Unfortunately, this gear requires resources to manufacture. Guardians must bring in enough glimmer and other staples, like spin metal and relic iron, to keep the engine of the city's economy turning. If good times lead to a resource boom, that surplus may help mass-produce advanced gear. Yeah, that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting now we're getting legendaries. Mm. <laughs> I'll say I think one of my favorite things is I don't know if this was in the grimoire, um, but I know there's two things in our modern day science. The engram, the shape, is actually a representation of I think the best way to put matter into a single location. Um, so yeah, I think you can look it up, and it's actually a shape. It's a molecule shape where it just hmm. fits the most amount of data into a single space. Um, and then the other thing I read was, I believe somewhere it shows that the engrams, they kind of have two, two different states, so it, you can program, it's basically reprogramming the matter into two different hmm. things. So when you pick up the engram, you decrypt it, and it rearranges all the molecules into a solid state, which then gives us our armor weapon piece. Nice. That's cool. That's very cool. I wish we more about that, actually. That sounds interesting. Like, I've always wondered how the Cryptarch, you know, immediately hands us back a, uh, well, at least initially, I wondered how the Cryptarch handed us a piece of armor or a uh, relatively decent gun when I first started playing the game, but uh, it's interesting. There's actually some science behind this sort of thing. There's science in all of Destiny. You just have to look for <laughs> it. True enough. So, <clears throat> the Glimmer item card actually reads, The currency of the city, a programmable, pro- programmable matter used as a source of power before the collapse. Glimmer is shared between all your characters. Uh, Glimmer is not the only programmable matter that we know, and neither is Engrams. Uh, because SIVA was made from Engram technology, uh, it's also very programmable. But a big difference between uh, SIVA and uh, Glimmer is that Siva doesn't require a power source while Glimmer does uh, and it seems like Glimmer alone isn't enough to build something because in the uh, Grimoire it actually says how unfortunately this gear requires resources to manufacture Guardians must bring in enough Glimmer and other stables mm-hmm. like Spin Metal and Relic Iron so Siva essentially would not need anything else to create whatever it would be uh used to create yeah and it, uh siva is able to you kind of replicate um itself whereas unfortunately glimmer cannot self-replicate mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be nice yeah no, no more, more glimmer farming <laughs> uh, remember back in the day when we used to have to uh, repeat that um uh, exclusion that's zone. Zone. that was a popular one. My favorite yep. was the uh, the gatekeepers yep. on Vault of Glass. I'd run in there with uh, oh yeah, yeah universal yeah. remote and uh, my Phil Winters lie, and I just go to town. <laughs> oh my god, you're a bad person. <laughs> it, it was it was AI, so it was all right. <laughs> okay, in that situation, I'll, I'll forgive the double shotgun. Uh, all right, so wow. and I know you talk you were researching a lot of like the, the Siva memories. Um, some of the stuff going into now, we talk about that a little bit. Do you want to start this off? Yeah. Uh, how about just uh, for the ease of this, uh, we'll each take, because the first uh, pieces of this are straight uh, raid gear. Uh, Nanomania uh, is the hunter. Red Miasma is the warlock. And then the Cosmoclass is uh, the titan. Why don't we just 
take uh, a class each so it can right, I'll take the warlocks. Yeah, I got the hunter. <laughs> then Guardian and Mike can fight over the Titan. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I can take the Titan. So, I want to fight our poor guest. Uh, also, fun fact about it, it actually, in order of memories, it repeats. It goes uh, gauntlets, chess piece, class item, helmet, boots, gauntlets, chess piece, uh, class item, headpiece, or helmet, boots every time for each That's class. Awesome. I noticed that. when I, Because I wrote these all out on index cards and strung them up on my That's wall. Awesome. And uh, I noticed it immediately when it was just physically right in front of me mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, so before we read, read the memories, um, so you, you kind of mm-hmm. made a pretty cool discovery. And, um, and you know, if, if you're looking at the memories, you know, all the, all the, a lot of the new cards, um, they always end with, you know, the SIVA dot, you know, MEM dot, and then it'll have like two letters and then like it's some decimal numbers afterward. Um, mm-hmm. You figured out that. You know, it's you know those are the yeah. um, the timeline of events, it's, basically. Yeah, uh, originally when I started seeing these, I figured that each um, like the letter indicator C L W B. Um, then there's the question marks and the A K. Uh, Clovis Bray, Willow Bray, um, an unknown Iron Lord, and then uh, the raid boss Axis. I thought they would each have their own timeline of memories, but it's actually starting from the first nanomania grasps so this is the earliest state of siva and it's a, a memory attributed to clovis bray because of I, I would assume how siva works where it's consume enhance replicate and siva well you'll you'll actually learn exactly how it is uh, yeah, so for example we'll ask so like and one of these so like the first one it's uh, clovis 001 and then the next one is Willow yeah. Bray 002. There is no Clovis yeah. 002, and there's no Willow Bray 001. Like it's, you know, there's yeah. only one of each decimal number. I thought was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the, it shows uh, in in one of the items. It actually explains how Siva uh, doesn't doesn't forget these types of things. Like from its earliest state it is absorbing the knowledge it's learning from its surroundings and it will never forget what it's learned it's got that perfect memory mm-hmm. um so let's just get right into it <laughs> which is sort of funny cuz that's almost what it says <laughs> uh let's get right to it how can clovis bray help the exodus project siva memory clovis bray 001 uh now the exodus project is um Oh, hmm. I think he explains it. Well, into that a little bit more. Yeah, we we go down a little more and we get into the Exodus project. Uh, it's it's seen in some of the uh, Rasputin cards, and it looks like it's a deep space uh, colonization effort. Mm-hmm. So Mars would be the inner, the last inner planet. So deep space uh, implies like the outer planets. Um, or so yeah, then, we know there was Exodus yeah, or, Red and or Exodus beyond Blue, even correct. that. Well, Exodus Blue was uh, the map. Two of the ships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, Ex- I know. Exodus the names Blue of the colony the ships. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we get into that a little bit later. Well, so we'll, we'll go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to that later. And if not, we'll have a whole exactly. show on Exodus, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so then we found a way to push our matter encryption technology even further. Save a memory, Willibray 002. Habitats, equipment, repairs of all kinds. All of these things can be made from one material. Siva memories, Willibray 003. 
and then see if it doesn't expire, degrade, or forget. It can ret- remain dormant even on long voyages. See if memory will abray 004. Um. And the last uh, nanomania. Nearly any problem a deep space colonist could have, Siva can fix. Uh, Willabray 005. And like it really strengthens that argument of what the Exodus project mm-hmm. is. They're they're planning essentially um what is it, Oregon Trail yeah. of space. Mm-hmm. And they're just Good all gonna get dysentery, but Siva's gonna fix mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so here <laughs> or space dysentery. You know, I, I imagine you know, they're at some sort of press conference type thing where you know, Willis or a conference meeting where Will is talking to investors or scientists or whoever and she's selling this product mm-hmm. now and telling them why you should believe and why you should invest in SIVA. Yeah. Now this also um this also implies that SIVA, sort of like the Vex, uh, has one mind because it's it shows going through that the SIVA c- just can't be the same SIVA. Like, it's not one cluster of SIVA that's just being moved around to every perfect location to get more and more information, you mm-hmm. know? it's They all pool their information into one, like, one area to uh, log it yeah, away. The, the Nanomania mask, the text there kind of gives you this, almost like this eerie, for the future kind of feeling. You know, SIVA doesn't expire, yeah. doesn't degrade, doesn't forget. It can remain dormant even on long voyages. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Gary. So it's so um, what Siva like wouldn't forget. It's like it's objective, and in my opinion, it's it it doesn't forget its objective, or in this case, what it's learned about people. And its most uh, commonly seen objective is the three words: consume, enhance, replicate. And I feel like that was one of the last objectives given to it, and it's. It's it's mindless. Siva isn't an evil entity. It's just mindlessly pursuing this objective to consume everything in its path, enhance everything it consumes, and then replicate the object enhanced to make it. Because in theory, that's making everything better. But in practice, it's becoming a like a virus destroying the environment. It's an extremely mm. powerful thing, but yeah. with something with great power, it can go really south really quickly. Mm. Yeah, with no one there telling it to stop, it's just going to keep executing this program over and over and over and over. Mm. Interesting. All right, so now we have the, the red miasma gloves, the, the warlock set. Um, this is from Clovis. It says, and how long do the effects of SIVA last? That's SIVA memory, uh, Clovis 006. Well, SIVA requires no external power source, so forever. SIVA memory will upray 007. Just give it a directive, and it won't stop until it gets a new directive. SIVA memory will upray 008. This sounds like it could be invaluable to Exodus colonists, but Malahati has some concerns. SIVA memory, Clovis 009. And then the last of this set is uh, general, poorly worded or malicious code is the fault of the programmer, not SIVA itself. SIVA memory, Willabray 010. Um, so the, the key things in this one um, is we, we get, um, for me, is the Mala, is it Mala Hayati? Mala Hayati. Yeah, which who, uh, we learn in one of the, uh, the Rasputin cards is a uh, Rasputin submind. Um, works with General Chin Lan Shu. 
So is uh, the general in the next entry, uh, General uh, Shen? That would be my guess. Um, it seems weird that she would call Clovis general, because to my knowledge, Clovis Bray wasn't a general. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's something I may not know. <laughs> exactly. I just may not yeah. know that much about Clovis at that point. Um, so I would assume that the fact that Mal- Malahayati works with the general and that's the submine is the, who has the concerns that will have, it's probably addressing them, but that's just my guess. Um, and that, this is interesting to me too because it talks about you know it it leads to us knowing that Siva is not the not the uh, the driver I guess you could say you no know, if if yeah if there's something going wrong. Or and Siva's doing something bad. It's not Siva's fault, quote unquote. It's the crow programmer's fault. It's the code that was given to Siva, or mm-hmm. which is mm. which is interesting. Interesting. Which you know maybe that's an excuse Clovis Parade came up with to save their product, or <laughs> or maybe that's completely true. <laughs> maybe that's exactly Clovis how Clovis was an intelligent businessman. Sorry, <laughs> my apologies. Kind of trying to shift the blame and say, no, this can't be bad. Yeah, not- like, how could this go wrong? It's only the programmer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. your phone blew up in your pocket? Well, maybe it was, you were using it too much and it was too hot. <laughs> it's like, or maybe it was just a bad battery. <laughs> it's like, I mean, this all was before the collapse. Mm-hmm. So I could see, like, if the collapse didn't happen, they probably were thinking, no, we can just stop it. Like, we have people who are going to be around. So when the collapse happened... There was no one there to change the directive of SIVA. Exactly. So that's when it kind of went downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you want to take us into the Titan items? The Cosmoclast. So the first one is the gauntlets uh, from Clovis. Dr. Bray, I'm sure you've realized SIVA's applicants extend beyond colonization. Clovis 011. Uh, the plate. I'm not sure what you mean, General. Is this still about the Exodus program? Willabray 012. Uh, the mark. The Exodus program would be interested in exploring SIVA's defensive applications. Clovis 013. And the helmet. General, my team did not intend for SIVA to have any military applications. Willabray 014. And the very last one. Willa, some of history's greatest inventions began as unintended side effects. Clovis 015. Yeah. That's kind of a horrifying thought. Yeah. I was looking at two sp- two cards later, and I'm already proven wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's what I was about to say. It, it really implies that Clovis is the general here, because mm-hmm. it sounds like this is a one for one conversation. Like there's no time in between. It's Clovis and Siva yeah, back so and forth, or Clovis and yeah, Willa so back and forth. It's cool. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a horrifying thought, though, because it's it's not even out there yet. I mean, SIVA hasn't even been replicated and put out into the field. It's already going, we need to make this a military item. Mm -hmm. And that's never a good thing. (laughs) That's mainly what Bray folk, like Clovis Bray, the corporation focused in, though. Not looking at everything else that they've done. They've done. God, I can't talk. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Beta put in the notes here. Um, Do you guys think that Siva could have anything to do with the the Sisyphus project, uh, which is an artifact um, we got in Taken King 
Um, and the, the text on that says, Clovis refuses to back down. Meanwhile, the others have taken to calling it the Sisyphus Project. Uh, and it's laboratory notes found at the Clovisbury facility. I feel like if Siva was involved in the Sisyphus Project, it would just work. Mm-hmm. But Siva itself might be the Sisyphus Project. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't... Speculation here. Don't. Is this, this is the only entry we have on the Sisyphus Project, isn't it? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, could be. Yeah, it's possible, but definitely, I don't think there's anything to... I mean, yeah, there's nothing to really point it in that direction. If there was mention about mm-hmm. this project having something to do with programmable matter or something, then def- that would kind of lead that direction. But as of now, you know, you know, we know that Clovis Bray had many, many different laboratories working on many different things, <laughs> so it's, it's impossible to say. I do feel like yeah. this is a very yeah, notable really is. a very notable project. I mm-hmm. mean, with SIVA, I mean, that just expands everything. That literally takes the golden age and then allows us to really push out and take over as much as we want in reality. Mm-hmm. So, I, I have a question uh, before we push in further, because it, it sort of gets past, uh, in the next centuries, it, it gets away from the Exodus Project. If the Exodus Project was supposed to be for deep-spaced uh, colonists, do you think that might, do you think that SIVA wasn't actually used on the inner solar system? Like it was only actually used on the outer? I mean, did they even have enough time to apply it before the collapse? That's another, that's another question. There's, a, there's only one rocket that remains in the uh, Cosmodrome, so it's possible that they were able to get it on the rockets, but until now we've only seen one source of SIVA, only one application of SIVA, and that's in Clovis Bray and in um, the uh, Site-6. So... There is a mention somewhere, I believe, that it mentions uh, the replication chambers, which is the whole way that SIVA expands. It can't replicate mm-hmm. by itself, it has to have a chamber. And I think there, there's a comment somewhere that shows that there is replication chambers across the system. Um, I think it's just a very brief comment in one of the cards. Really? Must have missed that. Uh, mm-hmm. Never mind. What? Well, because, I mean, you look at the replication chamber is in Site 6, where we fight the very last ba- uh, the mission in Rise of Iron. And so that was put there pre-collapse. So that must have been, mm-hmm. they, they had intended to have SIVA there. And maybe the outer systems were more for colonization and building, and they were using SIVA on the inside to just advance like the war mines, um, or just use it as a military aid in particular in the inner system. That's a good point. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing we see architectural-wise that kind of matches SIVA is maybe the Warmind bunkers, like Site-6. Um, but everything else we see throughout the inner system, it, we don't see anything that matches that certain architectural build that we see from SIVA. Mm-hmm. By architectural build of SIVA, do you mean um, areas like the... Uh, the Rasputin areas from Taken King, like the, um, goodness, what is the shank, the big shank strike, like mm-hmm. when we go through the rest, so that you think that those were built by Siva in some way? Well, I'm not sure if those were built by Siva, because we know that Rasputin was there before the collapse, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you can clearly see 
Um, Meridian Bay, that whole city is very distinct in its architecture. Earth buildings still look like Earth buildings. But when you look at the Warmind and you look at SIVA itself, what SIVA builds when it expands, it looks very different than anything else we see mm -hmm. throughout the inner solar system. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, whether that you can take this as, as canon or not, um, but it was a lot of, of the bungee streams leading up to Rise of Iron. You know, they, was, they mentioned that SIVA helped build the Golden Age. Not that it was a future hope to that's, later do something. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it helps build, but its architecture isn't seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because like, the weird thing yeah, is, we see, we see SIVA being constructed in Clovis Bray. And Clovis Bray is already there and it's on mars yeah. which is the furthest off yeah. planet technically of the golden age um, that we've seen and so we already know that clovis bray exists and if clovis bray exists probably the rest of the city exists as well or at least a good portion mm -hmm. um at yeah, least like, an academy or something this, the city of freehold absolutely exists they, he calls it out this is freehold like come here and do stuff mm -hmm. but that all came from the golden age so i feel like that's yeah. a little confusing when they say it helped build the golden age when we're seeing all the stuff that's been built through the golden age and seeing SIVA just now being designed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't know exactly the timeline of, you know, when this is occurring. You know, this could be, you know, a hundred years into the Golden Age instead of, you know, 300 years into the Golden Age. Yeah. A lot could have happened. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, one thing to note, you know, in Rise of Iron, you know, everything that's, infected with the SIVA, like, it's very obvious, you know, it has the, the red vine, to, you know, wires all over the place. Um, that, to me, though, it's not necessarily, it's more of an act of, of the poor programming, you might say, um, of the fallen not having complete control of it, over it. Um, you know, because when you, when you go into the raid and you get into the, kind of the, the home of, uh, like, the server rooms, you know, it's very crisp, very clean design. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, just because we don't see, you know, red tendrils all over the place that doesn't mean to me that you can rule out that it wasn't affected by SIVA. Yeah, and I was kind of mm -hmm. looking at it as, I mean, when you go into the raid, um, for anyone who doesn't, there's several, you get into a room that's kind of filled with servers, and you can see a bunch of the, the squares. It's a diamond. It's a black mm -hmm. diamond with red glow. And so it's not just the tendrils that you see, but it's all these little squares. And so that, like, the only thing that you kind of see that has the same kind of triangle shape, like the diamond shape, is a lot of things in Rasputin. Mm -hmm. But it's like, so I was kind of going off of that, where you don't really see any of that anywhere else in the solar system. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. even in Clovis Bray, you don't see it, where I think there is a Warmind core. So the only place we really see it is on Earth in the Rasputin bunker in Site 6. Nice. Very cool. Which, I mean, that could be kind of a random point, is all that area could be a military bunker, which most likely it is. Um, and so maybe that is what came from SIVA, was that's kind of the inner solar system. That's their military bunker that they built with SIVA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um... Then, what happened from records, SIVA memory, uh, 16 to 64? Uh, I wish we knew. <laughs> <laughs> same thing right. that happened to uh, Books of Sorrow, you know, at 6 and 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, miss they're out in the universe somewhere. They just... I just gotta find them. 
You can't expect him to find everything. That. It's got to be somewhat realistic. <laughs> right. So then about 50, about 50 memories are lost from that point. And uh, we come back to uh, a Willa Bray entry. Uh, Mike, you want to read these? Sure. Um, so these are from the uh, dormant Siva, f- or um, I was about to say dormant Siva fragments. I'm thinking of calcified fragments. So these are the dormant Siva um, clusters. clusters. Clusters, thank you. Clusters that you'll find in the world. Like there's a few in Fell Winter's Peak, for instance. Um, so this one is dormant Siva, Clovis Bray 1.0. Zarin, which um, Beta thinks this is uh, Dr. Shirazi. Uh, it, He's it's he thinks it's a similar temperament to how she talks about her tests on the transmission event and the lethality. So we believe that Zarin is um, Doctor Shirazi from the transmission event last Definitely week. Definitely is. Mm. I can't, in good professional conscience, recommend further research in this direction without stringent review of protocol and mitigation of the undisclosed lethality risks, which I should have been informed of. Well, this is uh, Willabray talking. Should have been. Is this insubordination, Zarin? It's a, what did they call it? It's a protest. Mm-hmm. And then, um... Yeah, so that kind of calls back to, uh... You know, where she is in the, the transmission uh, text. She mm-hmm. goes in and she kind of hacks into the uh, the database there uh, and discovers that there were other tests being run simultaneously to hers, her tests, and that there was a lot of... Uh, the, the the lethality rates were skyrocketed, you know, and you know, and she was not aware of that when she performed her test, and you know, so here she's confronting Willa Bray, saying that she should have been informed of these, and Willa Bray, you know, this is kind of what I alluded to earlier. It's like, it's like, oh, you should have been, you know, is this insubordination? <laughs> it's like, no, it's saying that I should have been be aware of, you know, coinciding, uh, research going on, but yeah. So then, somewhere within those fifty memories, um, Shirazi started and started to end her project with the transmission, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where this yeah, and this, that's kind uh, of picks up with Willowbrae sixty five. Yeah, that's kind of important too because we kind of theorized um, our last show uh, before Rise of Iron came out and before we had this, you know, was transmission kind of the the step before Siva, you know, was it this yeah. and then from this kind of evolved a, a strain like a, a different strain that became SIVA and so on and so based on the fragments the memory uh, numbers we know that it was the other way around you know SIVA was the very beginning early incarnation um, and this was just another you know another research going so on then, so then maybe SIVA was actually or the transmission viruses were actually an attempt to make SIVA affect humans instead of just uh, inorganic objects. Yeah. Yeah, headed for that military aspect of it, mm-hmm. trying to advance humans. Yeah. I mean, you can see in the uh, opening cutscene, I think that bore fruit. <laughs> you can see uh SIVA just ripping through the armor of uh Radagast. And uh, one of the warlocks on the side yeah. of when Yolder is running through and uh, running back to uh, Saladin and closing the door, shutting off Siva. It's it's gruesome. Yeah. Well, even our <laughs> our, our ghost in that the mission, the download complete, you mentioned. You know, there was a prototype that was built to construct to, to build constructs, um, and then there's one that was a prototype for viral armor enhancements. 
you know, so that's a very mm-hmm. militaristic strain or very militaristic prototype. So, so I could definitely see that being kind of what this was uh, meant to be was like an attempt to militarize uh, Siva's yeah. strain. Absolutely. And then uh, moving on, we have uh, also this was a uh, Willabray uh, 065. Memory, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Siva dot uh, memory dot Willabray 065. The next one is Dormant Siva Clovis Bray 1.1. This is Willabray speaking. You have no history of subversion, Zarin. No marches, no petitions, no action items. We screened you very carefully. Where did we go wrong? Zarin, I don't think you did. I'm trying to act in Clovis Bray's best interests. Willabray, how would you know what Clovis Bray's interests are? See the memory, Willabray 066. Hmm. And I really want to know what happened in those uh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> Things change like very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Willa, especially, it's she's uh, very assertive. Uh, she's very supportive of what Siva, what Siva's research is being put into mm-hmm. now. Yeah, because yeah, she she goes from being against the military applications to defending the military applications within fifty memories or so. Exactly. Yeah, and it could just be that she's kind of given up, almost not given up in the sense of not trying, but just like she's relinquished to the fact that this is happening, and you know she wants to be kind of the one almost spearheading it to kind of maybe in her mind keep it on the right path even though she knows Mm -hmm. it's a dangerous path and maybe she wants to be still kind of be in charge you know the comment you know how would you know what scovis bray's interests are you know she knows what those interests are maybe she might she doesn't say that she agrees with them but you know maybe she's just saying that she, has, she knows what yeah, would happen she if knows, she tried to she leave. Knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, if, if Zarin goes to Clovis and brings these concerns, she knows <laughs> how he would respond, and so she's kind of trying to kind of uh, dissolve uh, the, the situation a little bit. Maybe. Well, we'll see. And then, <laughs> sorry. And then uh, moving on, we have uh, Dormant Siva Clovis Ray 1.2. This is Willabray and Zarin still. Willabray, I understand your concerns. You're a good researcher, Zarin. Your work here has been deeply appreciated. So you'll listen? You'll cease this line of inquiry? On the contrary, we'll take your valuable findings and run with them. Your work will live forever. Siva memory, Willabray 068. Uh, If you're paying attention, you'll notice that we skipped an entry. 066 to 068. Yeah, and the, uh, the work, your work will live forever is a uh, similar phrasing to the, uh, the Meridian Bane, or Mer- Meridian Bay Grimoire, Grimoire we read earlier. Mm-hmm. So. Which was... Um, your children are yours forever, and we are happy to arrange yep, for the are. grandchildren to prosper. <laughs> nice. Another ode to creepers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just kind of going moving along on. those lines of... Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, just moving along the lines of... You know, it's like, your work will prosper and it'll do great things, but if you don't play long, we're still gonna go, mm-hmm. we're gonna, still gonna take it and it's still gonna prosper. Yeah. Yeah. It could be great unless it goes down. You're free to work and you're free to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, this isn't, this isn't Zarin's uh, 
findings necessarily. Like she can't say, "Okay, I'm leaving with my work." She she can leave, but her findings yeah. are staying there, and then they're gonna <laughs> do with it whatever whatever they want. So, yeah, which actually goes right into the next one, uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. Going into that, this is Dormant Seed and Clovis Bray 1.3. This is still Zarin and Willabray. I'm surprised, I have to say, although perhaps I shouldn't be. It does save time to run experiments in parallel. I see the benefit to the colonization effort, but I can't support those plans. I won't help you. Willabray. Strictly speaking, Zarin, your participation isn't necessary. <laughs> this is Siva Memory Willabray 6 and 9. So, um, when we had the transmission, I, I can't recall off the top of my head, were all of the strains, uh, were they, did we have, um, archives from Dr. Shirazi, or was there just specific ones that she worked on? It was all, it was Dr. all Dr. Shirazi. Okay. It was all Dr. Shirazi. Yeah, so this is, a <laughs> your participation isn't necessary, so, so there you go. Not in this instance. There is, um, there could have, this, this is a, another note from Beta. It says, uh, there have been multiple branches of SIVA experimentation occurring in parallel. SIVA didn't come out of the transmission prototype so much as they were experimenting with varying instruction sets and applications. So, multiple research projects are being done on the same, on the same, uh, product, as I'm sure Bray would love for me to refer to it as, um, but they're looking for different applications, which, as our ghost learns during the story mode, they were eventually able to uncover. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, move on to Dormant Siva, Clovis Bray 1.4. This is still Willabray and Zarin. Willabray starts one. off. Oh, yeah, last one. Um, so Willabray says, Do you see these access logs? They were flagged for my personal attention. Zarin says, Yes. Willabray, do you see the times on these unauthorized access entries? I do. Would you have any idea who might be prying into unreleased data, Zarin? End of the memory. Uh, Willabray 070. That's not actually the <clears throat> the actual oh, end. My bad. forgot that I hadn't scrolled down. The, uh, the last portion of this grimoire says, Consume, consume, consume. <laughs> Which, Talk um, about a creepy factor. Beta, <laughs> more than a little. Um, which, as Beta notes, this is the first and only occurrence of this SIVA syntax in the Clovis and Willa memories. Uh, what do you think, guys? What does it mean? Uh, we we learn more later that there was a prototype on her desk, but what do you think? What does the consume, consume, consume signify? It's SIVA learning. It's consuming the knowledge of the people, the... the um, the memories that it's getting from them, essentially, we we see uh, we see how Siva replicates through what it can remember in uh, a ghost later on in a grimoire, and this is I think this is how it it learns to replicate it. It consumes the information it can, and then builds upon it. Consume, mm-hmm. enhance, replicate. Yeah. Yep. So, still on the Clovis Bray dormant sivas, but now uh, Shirazi has been removed from Clovis Bray, and the project has been the project and laboratory has been given to uh, 
a Dr. Zhang and uh, Willa Bray is uh, talking to them. What do you have to report, Dr. Zhang? Full functionality on test nanites in our 200 tasks across multiple trials and environments. They'll be what Clovis Bray is remembered for hundreds of years from now. All that's left is construction of the replication chamber and initiation of production. Siva Memory Willa Bray 071. And uh, that um, entry has the first instance of the replication chamber, which is where we fight the final boss in the campaign. That's where uh, Siva was found by the fallen, the the uh, devil splicers to become what they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's where the Iron Lords uh, went travel to to try to put it down. Yeah, the the cut the cut scene is uh, of Yolder running into the the doors of the replication chamber and closing them to lock the Siva inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next is Willa Bray and Doctor Zhang again. Uh, starting with Willabray. I am changing project requirements to include a kill switch. Is that feasible? Completely. But if I may ask, why that and why now? Another scientist on staff, well, formerly on staff, brought up the possibility of undesirable outcomes. And you believe her? Somewhat. She was honest with other matters. Siva memory Willabray 072. Now, uh, the scientist that she's talking about there that was formerly on staff was uh, Zaren Shirazi. Uh, during the transmission event, Shirazi had commented on how she wished that she had implemented a, um, a kill switch into the nanites that she injected into her uh, subjects because they embedded themselves so deeply in the people that it was she couldn't think of a feasible way to get them out that wasn't just kill the patient. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so that's yeah, that's huge to me that you know that Willowbrook is also taking that feedback yeah um i think that goes kind of a long way for at least for her motives um Mm. you know and then you know with it later on she says she was honest about other matters i to me that uh kind of draws back to the the last conversation between them where willowbury is questioning zarin about the the unauthorized access entries and you know if you read the cards you know that Dr. Shirazi was the one who accessed those logs. Um, so um, to me, uh, Shirazi kind of came clean about that and admitted that it was her, which would lead to her being moved out of the laboratory, so to speak. Yeah. But, uh, and then uh, that brings us to Clovis Bray 1.7. Uh, Willa Bray starts. It's still with Dr. Zhang. Uh, does a new research facility meet your expectations? It surpasses them. We presented you with a sample of SIVA on your desk six months ago, and the speed of our prototyping was the direct result of our generous budget. Clovis Bray prides itself on its talent and liberality, liberality, Dr. Zhang. From construction workers to researchers, we treat our staff royally. SIVA memory Willa Bray 073. Now, that sort of gives us well, not a timestamp in terms of the years, but just how long Siva's been in existence for, for six months. And it was first given to Willabray a prototype sample uh, six months ago. Mm. So, so it's about 73 that was essentially, fr- memory fragments. Yeah. Six months for 73 memory fragments going back to that first one yeah. on the Nanomania uh, grasps. Well, actually, the, the fr- memories may not be take. that long, yeah, because if... 
it was on Willa Bray's desk six months ago, she may not have confronted Bray or you know presented Bray to Bray right away. You know, she may have looked mm. at it for a little while before. Well, if its earliest memory is with uh, the Clovis Bray, you know, right? So, so this could. That, so that's what I'm saying. Like the memories so could it, only be, you know, over th- three to four months of time, type of thing. Hmm. Because if the if it was dropped off on her desk six months ago, it's mo- yeah. not likely that she immediately took it to Clovis Bray and had all the information on it. She probably kind of did well, her own little research on it first and then presented it. What's right? what I mean? Like if if she had her own like research time with it, then wouldn't it have started with some of her memories, not just with mm-hmm. a Clovis Bray memory? Like think. of it talking of Clovis Bray talking about like what it can do for the the Exodus project. Probably. It's a good point. So, uh, <laughs> the next one starts with Dr. Zhang. I see you've been trying out the capabilities of Siva, Dr. Bray. I have, and I'm very impressed. How is construction going on the replica- replication complex? Everything moves smoothly. That was Siva Memory Willa Bray 074. And then the last one, uh, Dr. Zhang starts The complex is ready for whole scale replication of the Siva Nanite. We are waiting for your signal to start. Thank you for your faithful service, Dr. Zhang. I look forward to the wonders that come from this replication complex. The new machine age, shall we call it? Let's begin. Uh, Siva Memory Willibray 075. Now, um, this is when the replicate directive would have been given to Siva, hence consume, enhance, replicate. It's unclear when, where uh, the enhanced directive was added, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have just actually been its earliest stage. Uh, like this is, this is why it was built in the first place to in, to consume, enhance, and replicate. Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking. Is that I mean, it it takes material in and it uses that to make something better. Mm-hmm. And so it's I mean, you you're sending out to like Mars and it takes in all the material around and then it builds a colony for you. So that's where the enhance comes in. And then the replication is it has to replicate to keep itself building all right yes yeah, so that that brings us actually to a well we get a new grammar card uh ghost fragment clovis parade 2 and these are kind of uh dr zhang's final thoughts um it says these spires soar like birds into the dusty pink sky i marvel at this my new home the planet i've dreamed of since i was a boy with a telescope peering at that warm red light hope of our overcrowded planet. What I've been working on will solve all those problems. Developed in these laboratories, built to my specifications by my hand-picked team, these nanites will double, triple, maybe even quadruple construction rates, reduce colonist casualties, and serve us in our spread across the system, then across the stars. Our first replication chamber sits beside the Cosmodrome, ready to outfit the colony ships. Dr. Willa Bray herself came to congratulate me. You'll be able to expand soon, she said, into the space currently occupied by the Shirazi lab. Are they relocating, I said? Moving on to other opportunities. I can't imagine a better place to be, I said. So, after that, so that kind of, does that kind of confuse the timeline a little bit from what, kind of thought because if that's that says the replication sim- chamber was already in the cosmodrome 
um, and then they're expanding into the Shirazi lab. So do you think that the, the replication chamber that they build in the Clovis Bray or in the dormant Siva cards, would that be a chamber on a replication chamber on Mars, possibly? They have to be. Um, they have to be two replication chambers. There's no way. Because, I mean, with the only two, like, like we said earlier, the only two replication chambers we find, or the, excuse me, the only two instances of SIVA that we find are in the lab, or in the uh, lab or the server room where we go on uh, on Mars, and then obviously on Earth, so uh, the timeline just doesn't fit out to where it's uh, in those two places, like you said. Well, it says our first replication chamber sits beside the Cosmodrone, ready to outfit colony ships. I just think that you're confusing um, the 1.7. Does the new research facility meet your expectations? Uh, nothing is saying that was Shirazi's uh, research facility. I think that's the assumption that's being made sure. that's causing that uh, confusion. Okay. It's just they're, they're, they just got a new place, and now Shirazi left, and now they're also getting in. Now they're getting Shirazi's place as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So. Yeah, because in that card they're talking about how uh, we presented you when the prototyping was a direct result. Uh, in the next one, I'm sorry, it says how was construction going on the replication prog- uh, complex? Like it, in the next memory, it hasn't been finished, built yet. It's it's going smoothly. So the mm-hmm. first one is uh, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. Uh, that that's sort of what I think about it. It's just this is the only the only replication chamber uh, that we've had is uh, on Earth. The replication chamber in the Cosmodrome, and um, obviously there's going to be more happening with Siva. This is just where it ends uh, for us right here, right now, because that's what happens in the Golden Age time. They they clearly set out. Uh, and serve us in our spread across the system, then across the stars. So it it's it's implying again that it's going to be used for the deeper system, and then actually even outside our galaxy, Siva is intended to be used. So that's a bit of a scary thought. Another alien race can come along and find Siva outside our galaxy if we actually pushed out that far. Oh. God, don't even <laughs> scare me with that thought. Yeah. Like you think the fallen are bad. Wait until someone who actually knows a thing or two <laughs> can can come and pick uh, it up. But uh, I think that that actually uh, can end our main topic uh, pretty nicely and bring us into our next topic, uh, or not our next topic, but our our next segment, uh, a speculation segment. And uh, to to stay in line with Siva and everything about it so far, I actually have a theory that I'd like to talk uh, to you guys about. Bring it on. Go ahead. <laughs> so you guys actually came close to discussing it um <laughs> when you started talking about Rasputin and the architecture um it's not I'm not really happy about it that I think this but I just can't shake it um Rasputin when the Iron Lords first heard about Siva like they said, Timur uh, spoke of Siva, and they went after. They went to Rasputin. Fell Winter knew about Rasputin. They went to the Cosmodrome to uh, 
the replication chamber to get Siva. Rasputin retaliated against them. And that's not the only instance of Rasputin not being kind to Guardians we have. Mm-hmm. I think it was in uh, Rasputin 5, he actually says there's nothing more stubborn than a corpse. And in the Saber 2 strike, there's the line of Zavala's where he says uh, people tried to get in there and we found their body parts strewn across the Cosmodrome. Mm-hmm. It's just... There's a lot of instances that show Rasputin does not like Guardians. He does not like things that he can't understand. And I feel like his objective is still being performed. His objective is to protect humanity. But what he defines as humanity is what makes him a possible bad guy Mm -hmm. in the future. Because I don't think that he defines Guardians as a part of humanity. I think he defines Guardians as almost a necessary evil and more so that he hasn't been letting us in. He hasn't been asking us for help. He's been letting us in to look at us because he doesn't, he didn't and maybe still doesn't hopefully still doesn't completely understand us. If three guardians or even more than that guardians, a hundred of guardians can try to come in yeah, oh, yeah, in separate occasions, hundreds of Iron Lords or the three, the fire team of Guardians can break into Rasputin's bunker and he can simply just kill them off pretty much without, without any effort. Like, Omnigal, the Fallen, the Taken, they did not stand a chance. Why did he keep letting us in? Why did he keep playing the victim here when we first enter it in the dark below mission eris morn says rasputin usually doesn't let in visitors and i don't feel it's like our guardian is different our guardian is rasputin's friend it's our guardian is being watched by rasputin's being analyzed by rasputin possibly to the extent that the saber two strike the actual strike itself when you're in the boss battle is entirely constructed by Rasputin. Mm-hmm. The the laboratory that overlooks where we fight Saber 2 has a console that can be scanned that says Rasputin had actually studied fallen tech. And I believe that it's possible that Saber 2 was created by Rasputin along with the shanks that fight us. That's why there's no actual fallen in that room. Throughout the entire other half of the strike it's all fallen and taken attacking us and hive in the beginning if if you have if you're unlucky enough to get that but when we get into that last one it's nothing but shanks saber two and shanks and servitors and at the very beginning but besides that it's it's just all mechanical Mm -hmm. so rasputin has done nothing but prove that he doesn't like guardians that he doesn't understand guardians that he has a near limitless power to destroy anything that comes close to him if he chooses Mm -hmm. but for some reason he keeps asking us for help and i can't help but feel like everything he's doing is to get a better grip on what we are so that he can kill us without killing the humans like we've essentially built a human shield like a hostage situation where we told all of humanity that's left to come circle around us while we hide in the tower if we had a city and then on the other side of the planet the guardian's tower i have no doubt that Rasputin would have just bombed the tower Mm -hmm. and been done with us but it's because we have that human shield that he's he's held back on 
on just annihilating us immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, sorry, I'm almost done. <laughs> no, no, keep going. I like it. Uh, and Siva is really where it comes back tied together because, and not the next, not next week, because I know what we're doing next week, but maybe the week after we can get more into it, uh, dive more deep into the cards themselves. But we only went through the first 10 SIVA clusters. There's 20 more SIVA clusters, mm-hmm. uh, 10 for the Iron Lords, and 10 for from Axis, uh, the raid boss perspective. And Axis is visibly losing control of his own will. And that is not what SIVA does. SIVA acts out on a directive, and the person who controlled SIVA last was Rasputin. And I feel like Rasputin is writing himself into the fallen biology and actually getting control of them. And like I know how like crazy spinfoil that is, and that's really what I wanna wanna talk about here. I want I want you guys to shut down this theory before I shut it down here's an interesting quote from Rasputin from uh, the Rasputin 4 card uh, during his conversation with the XO stranger he says I do not obey my will is pure I will win (laughs) the life of people of entire planets has no importance in relation to the general development and it says help me to be victorious tell me your secret tell me how to step but I thought the, uh, the my will is pure part was interesting because of uh, your, your mention about Axis and how like he's constant, he seems to be continuously losing the control of his will over himself. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if Rasputin's will is pure, <laughs> you know, he's able to kind of insert that will possibly into something else. And then, you know, in relation to general development, you know, development is, seems like a kind of a SIVA directive mm. to develop and to construct but yeah i mean we have a lot of stuff from the grimoire that kind of shows that Rasputin isn't really on our side or any side really he's kind of just on his side um or like one quote was that um there is a card and it's talking about Grim- or talking about Rasputin, and it's asking like well like the Rasputin basically is the, the kind of the outside mind where everyone's kind of like the traveler came and it saved us and someone asked, like, well, what if it didn't come to save us? Like, what if it came and it was hostile? And someone mentions, like, well, that's what Rasputin is kind of going through. Like, he's running those scenarios. Like, what if the Traveler is evil? Because he's thinking, try to save humanity. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of shows his first distrust for the Traveler itself. And then he sees that the Guardians are kind of an extension of the Traveler. And so he probably has doesn't like us either. And there's another card that I think is really interesting where... I think you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think he's talking about the Black Garden and the Gardener um, and the heart. And he specifically say, says that it is stronger than me. It wins. It has shrugged off everyone else, like everything else. It is alone and it is stronger. And so he kind of goes in this phase of, I will win. I will shrug off everything and I will win. Mm-hmm. So it kind of shows that he has this very interesting mindset that it's like sometimes I'm not sure who he's fighting for mm-hmm. if it's not just himself. So like if he's not fighting for humanity, then what is he doing? But if he is fighting for humanity, I could definitely see him wanting to kill guardians and kind of that like I want to learn who they are, what they are, so I can kill them. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I think it is at the end of the Rise of Iron story mission 2 we're uh, talking about uh Rasputin Saladin. Uh, there's a question about Rasputin. I can't it's not coming to mind, but he responds, you know, Rasputin hasn't been just a war mind for a long time. So I can just that quote alone has pretty mm. uh, pretty large you know, possible implications of what that could mean. You know, yeah. if, if he's not a war mind anymore, or not just a war mind anymore, what is he? <laughs> well, I think there was a couple of references in the grammar talking how Rasputin was running scenarios that he wasn't given to. Mm-hmm. So it kind of shows that he started thinking away from what he was supposed to, like he was kind of breaking his own directive a little bit. And I feel like we see that quite a few times in the grimoire where he does things that aren't really war mind situated. So like after the class when he woke up again, he started kind of having his own train of thought. And so he's doing more things than what he was originally supposed to be as a war mind, which is to protect humanity. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of advanced. He has studied our solar system. He has studied the darkness. He has studied us. And from there, he has progressed and to become something greater or more advanced than a war mind. And actually, uh, on the topic of, of Rasputin is, is more than being a war mind right now, I think it was the Dust Palace Grimoire card that uh, uh, Ikora says, what would, what would the flares talk to Rasputin about if they were able to, or talk to the Warmind about if they were able to? And uh, Cade says, I was bent to the will of a lesser matter, master until I became more, something along those lines, saying how both the flares want to and, Ras- and the Warminds have broken free from what they've once controlled, mm-hmm. what's once kind of... From what once controlled them, mm-hmm. and that that also that ties a lot to, you know, Bungie's past too, um, kind of having these, you know, independent, oh, yeah. rampant, you know, AI, artificial intelligence, um, like super minds, you know, Durandal, um, what was uh, she's I'm blanking on the name of the the game, for uh, um. It's not Pathways into Darkness, it's the other one. Yeah, it is. Is it Pathways into Darkness? Pretty sure. Ah, uh, it's gonna drive me crazy. But yeah, so um, Durandal, and then you have Cortana from Halo, um, and then you have, you know, Rasputin, who definitely fits fits the mold for that. Well, all this guy, all this time you guys have been talking, I've been looking. Have any of you happened to read the uh, Ghost Fragment Rasputin Six? Mm-hmm. Oh, Marathon. That's what it was. Sorry, I had to get in there. Oh, yeah. okay. Marathon was the best um, game. <laughs> what are you saying now, Mike? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> have any of you guys have had, had had time to read Ghost Fragment Rasputin Six? Um, I read it when it first yeah. came out. Yeah. Have you not, Anon? You've I, I've all. read them all. So, do you remember any of it? I mean, not off the top of my head. It's, exactly. Is that the one that describes the um? The Iron Lords entering his entering the uh, the replication chamber. Yeah, but somebody somebody mentioned earlier that um, uh, Anon, you did that. His motives are still to protect humanity. Am I correct in saying that? Mm. Um, yeah. Let me see here. Uh, I've already I've already I've already lost my point. I was looking through this. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Nope, still not it. Keep going, guys. I'll find this eventually. 
Uh, I found that card interesting because I think that is the one where the uh, it's the card where the Iron Lords are shown coming into the the bunker and how Rasputin is reacting mm. to it. And because when I first read through that card, I had a very different idea because I was still going off the idea that um, kind of what Bungie sold us, where it's like Siva is the bad guy; it is its own thing. And when you read through that, it kind of looks instead that Siva isn't like Anon said; it's kind of a mach- it's just a tool. And Rasputin, and so at first I thought it meant that Siva was unauthorized because it mentions that there's something in the vault. He doesn't want it there, and he's going to suppress it. So at first I thought he was talking about Siva, but then after going through other stuff and reading back, it, I feel like it's pretty clear that he's talking about the Iron Lords instead. Mm-hmm. And so he authorizes the use of Siva and it takes out its self-destruct, so it's kill switch, mm-hmm. and then sends it and the frames to attack the it's Iron just Lords. Replicate, eliminate, immune, immunize. Mm-hmm. Which that's scary. How similar that is mm-hmm. to the uh, well, that, consume, that, enhance, replicate. That, that almost to me shows that Rasputin is now the programmer at this point. Mm. That's that's yeah. That's a, exactly. That's, that's why they attacked. Yeah, and it's and this is maybe the you know the 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 Clovis Bray dream here of the, the militarization of Siva. It's it's not consume, enhance, replicate. <laughs> it's replicate, eliminate, you know, immunize. It's take over the world, pretty much. <laughs> You also, you remember where if we scanned a certain console in um, the Rasputin mission where we were getting, I think it was the um, Exodus Protocol, it was um, the mission where we are getting the cloaking codes. Um, there's a console you can scan, it says perhaps Rasputin didn't wake himself up, perhaps Rasputin was still in Yuga Sundown mm-hmm. Protocol, well... It says at the very top of this card, Yuga Sundown canceled by unauthorized access at console 62815. Reactivation protocols in effect. Moral structures maintain midnight exigent. Multiple life forms detected in sector 17. Traveler energy detected. Query traveler status. Query traveler activity. Query civilization status. Query st- sky shock event rank. rank. So, based off of that card specifically is it fair to say that um the iron lords are responsible for reactivating rasputin i would say so because i think it's Felwinter specifically who he has it's he shown that he has some connections to rasputin mm-hmm. his whole territory he knew that rasputin was there and it mentioned several times that rasputin is in his mm-hmm. area and there's the whole card where i think it's it's one of the iron lords i can't remember the name but he's talking to Felwinter and like what about like what do you think about your connections to Rasputin? Like what do you think about Rasputin? And then I think it's the one in the cards where Felwinter is the one who kind of named it Rasputin, where mm-hmm. no one else knew who what the name was. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. Felwinter named or knew the name or gave the name Rasputin, and then he's the one who I think initially called out mm-hmm. Rasputin. So I was kind of under yeah. the impression that they like Felwinter was the one who woke up Rasputin. Nice, that's cool. Well. So I don't want to talk too much about this card specifically because I know Beta is a huge Rasputin fan and he's, <laughs> he has plans to discuss this card in depth, I think. Okay. But I want to point out the, um, at the end, uh, there's a quote and you know, it doesn't say who this quote is from. Like, I'm kind of reading it as being from Rasputin, but it seems a very odd quote from a computer, like mm-hmm. from an, an AI type of thing. It says, Without knowing what I am and what, why I am here, life is impossible. And then stop, stop, stop. 
bunch of letters and numbers sequence. <laughs> but uh, well, I was kind of thinking, like I could see that being Rasputin, but I could also see that being the Siva. Um, maybe something because Rasputin is a very highly intelligent thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, the War Minds are something that the Vex could not understand. Like the War Minds kind of beat the Vex, like their simulations. And so I was kind of thinking, like, what if that Siva? Like, what if when Rasputin interacted with Siva? It somehow kind of messed with the wiring of Siva, like the coding, and Siva kind of advanced to mm, something else. I would agree with you. So maybe that's like. I, I, mean, I was going to say that maybe that's just Siva kind of like awakening for the first time, like becoming its own artificial intelligence. Like, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose? I would agree with you, but the only reason why I would say no to that is the quote from Saladin during um, the Iron Tomb mission. Where he says um, the vanguard still think that uh, Rasputin is just a war mind. He hasn't been that for a very long time. So it's almost the way Saladin puts it. It almost you know it almost makes you think that um, he's advanced advanced himself to a state of being beyond that of just a war mind. It's, he's become something more. And maybe this quote is something that points to the fact that Rasputin has advanced beyond that. Um, Beyond that specific uh, threshold, yeah, he's asking the important questions in life. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. And another interesting thing I think is, and kind of, I think what we knew of the original Destiny storyline was Rasputin. From what I've heard, it was supposed to be in an EXO, like he was mm-hmm. supposed to kind of put himself into an EXO, where the like EXO is like just frame. a body. Yeah, it's just a body, but it holds a consciousness. So, what if something happened with the collapse, where when Felwinter woke up, Rasputin? He became more than an AI. He became a consciousness of him, of himself, and so that's what that quote is showing: that he has become something different. He's become a full consciousness, and not just an artificial intelligence. Entirely a possibility. Something more. Rasputin cards have been included in every major release of Destiny so far, so I'm sure we'll get more information with Destiny too. He might be a main feature. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I could definitely see it. I mean, we do tend to interact with them a lot. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing a pretty bad job of tearing <laughs> apart my theory. Yeah, I was going to say, I, was, I know you asked us to tear this theory down, but I think we're all kind well, of the, the only, in like, The only I think thing I can tear down is... Right, sorry. Maybe. <laughs> the only thing I can... T- sorry. What was that, Mike? God, the amount of times I apologize for uh, interrupting you guys. I am, I, my apologies. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> the um, you you I wanted to point out I was going somewhere with that point earlier that um, you know you said that uh, Rasputin's objective is still to protect humanity. Well, he says himself in this card that's not the case. Um, query: Reengage population protection objectives. Query: No. Query: Reset moral structures. Query: No. Query: Activate defense subroutine Aurora retroflex. Yes. This is a subtle assets imperative. No human review. No AI communication review. Secure. Ga- uh, Glavnaya. And he mm. basically just goes on. Yeah, so he pretty much just says, nope, not going to do what you told me to do before. <laughs> I got my own stuff I'm now. i protect myself. That's where I was kind of thinking with that card with the gardener where it, it speaks directly of it shed everything away from it. And it won. Mm. And it's saying, but this other thing that did not do that is not winning mm-hmm. like it who has shed everything is more powerful so it's like maybe it's kind of looking at that and learning okay i have to shed everything and then mm-hmm. i can win so it's becoming very it's becoming its own thing it's becoming self-aware and it's kind of thinking i need to win <clears throat> yeah well 
also one of the things I think is uh, behind Resputin's motive is also in, I forgot which Iron Lord card, but talking about Fell Winter, someone sort of consoling him saying that he's not just a machine being controlled by implying by Rasputin. And that's a theme that's uh, been reoccurring since Taken King, where um, it seems that Rasputin once actually controlled the Exos as he controls his few however many frames Mm -hmm. uh, before the exes were seated with a consciousness and it just sort of seems like to accept the spin foil that Rasputin released Siva or allowed Siva because if a hundred iron lords couldn't come in beat Siva and or even just come in and be like okay we're done with this this is going bad and get out Fallen definitely couldn't have so the fact that he let the fallen take the Siva out mm-hmm. as their own, it just it feels fishy, and that's why I mean by like Axis is losing himself. I feel like Axis is actually losing himself to Rasputin, and it's sort of like a power play for Rasputin to get another another group under his control, like the Exo were once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of want to say, I'm going to try not to spoil anything, um, but in the raid, you kind of see, um, you see the visual representation of Axis losing himself mm-hmm. to Siva. Really? Um, yeah, he's definitely a spoiler, but yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, trying not to spoil it, but... <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to stop it there, because I, I don't, I'm excited about that, and I feel like that's just enough to be like movie trailer excited, where it doesn't spoil anything, but it's just like, cool <laughs> shit happens. But, like, I just want to say, like, you do see the visual. I mean, we already know from the Grimoire that he mentally has started kind of being corrupted by Siva. And then in the raid, you visually see it. And so really it's cool. kind of a more adds on to that point. And I was going to say, the only thing I could really argue against your theory, because I feel like you're probably right, right? Sputin probably wants us dead. He doesn't trust us. Mm-hmm. We're kind of these beings of great power. And the only thing he could probably see of us is a necessary evil. He's something we don't like, or he doesn't like us, but he sees what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if he's not really trying to protect humanity, I could see him just well, studying us, seeing how we're advancing. Well, even that can, uh, well, maybe he's trying to learn um, from us. Yeah. Well, even in the Dark Below missions, you know, we, you know, the Vanguard would mention, you know, I don't know how, you know, the Hive got in here. I don't know how the Taken got in here. I don't know how the Hive got in here again, you know. Maybe he's letting him in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I say like we do see like with the sleeper simulant, the whole that kind of whole thing is maybe it's a test from Rasputin. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's. I mean, it's a code he's giving us. Then we have to track down war mines, which are all connected to Rasputin. Like he's kind of testing us in many different ways, yeah. and that's kind of more of a mental test. I just want to make Definitely. one last point. Um, the the very last quote before he goes into that, you know that. Self-respective quote says, "Event mode set to silent Velus." I mean, we know that the last few events were Yuka Sundown and uh, Midnight Exigent, where during um, uh, during the collapse and during the uh, Dark Ages, respectively. Um, but Velus is uh, also known as Velos is a uh, major Slavic god of earth, waters, forests, and the underworld. Um, he's associated with wealth, music, magic, and trickery. So, dun, dun, dun. something to look into. Which he does have an odd fascination of mm. music. 
that we hear a lot about. So this is this is just a question for ne- next week, gentlemen. I'm going. I think we should look into Velus a little bit more and maybe figure <laughs> out what exactly silent Velus means exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, next week is not going to have any room for Velus because we're only looking into Vale. Something, I think his something, name was? Va- 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 something like that. Vale, something. I don't know. That sounds familiar. I read something about it. One of the cards. I don't know. Maybe one yeah. of the Crucible Ghost Fragment. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Something like Beyond the Veil? Some, or, uh, no. no. That's, that doesn't sound right. But, uh, no, that's a different Veil. Yeah, but, but before Beta kills us for talking too much about Rasputin <laughs> 6 without his prepared notes, we're, uh, I think this is a good spot to, <laughs> to end, end this uh, episode here. Um, anybody yeah. have any last thoughts real quick on you know, the origins of SIVA? Um, maybe something we didn't get to go I mean, like, we really know the origins. Mm-hmm. It's Clovis well, Bray. Yeah. I mean, do you know who the owner of Clovis Bray was? Not not Clovis Bray. No, not Clovis, Clovis Bray. Bray. Payin. It was Clovis Bray. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. It was Payin. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it wasn't. All right, so uh, Mike is again kicked off <laughs> the podcast for the second time in four weeks. <laughs> 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 Uh, Guardian, where, what's your what's your info? Where can people find you if they actually want to see, for some dumb reason, see you uh, <laughs> voice your opinions some more? Um, well, I mean, I'm on Twitter as the Guardian twenty one forty two. Actually, I think I'm just the Guardian, um, and I'm always bugging Anon. So you can probably just look at his feed, and you'll see me popping up there quite a bit. That's a, that's a pretty impressive handle. I just got to say the fact that you got it. You got <laughs> the Guardian and, and Destiny. No, did, that's... did you? Did you get the Guardian? <laughs> so I got. <laughs> actually, I made another account that's spelled correctly because I spelled it. <laughs> oh. the, I spelled it the Guardian, and then it took a Nana for again a whole year and a half to figure it out that I was spelled wrong. But it's spelled G A U R because, and it's actually it started before Destiny showed up, and I always liked the idea of being a Guardian, um, and I really hated how they spelt it because I hate. I don't know why. It's just how that word is spelled. It just bothers me. And so I spelled it wrong on purpose. And then Anon figured it out like a year and a half later after I'd forgotten about it. So it's not, not that impressive then. <laughs> Completely lost. All. It's like adding a number. Oh, wait, you did add numbers. But, so I'm, since, I always... you, since you don't know your own Twitter... It's the Guardian. It's spelled it's, correctly. It's, no, it's it's Guardian Twenty One at Guardian Twenty One. <laughs> there you go. Although I'm not, I'm not even sure if this is spelled right now because I'm so confused. It's G A U R D I A N. That's not right. Twenty One. Uh, G U. <laughs> I've, I've, okay, so okay, it's it Guardian. Is at, it spelled at wrong. Guardian Twenty One. Spelled wrong. <laughs> oh, eleven followers. Nice. <laughs> And then on Reddit, I'm I'm a very different name. Um, I have the the D Rock Twenty One on Reddit, and that's where I post a lot of my lore stuff. Like I just posted a um, a very intense article about the complete storyline of Reds of Iron from the beginning of Siva to where the Fallen are and us defeating the Fallen in the raid. Nice. Mm. And uh, you didn't you didn't mention it, so I will for you. You also have some obsession with making maps. Oh yes, I, I as long as like I love the doing the lore and Anon kind of got me into the lore in the first place. Um, when I connected with him, 
Um, yeah. And then I also love doing, I just kind of build my own stuff, not build it, but it's like, I've done a lot of custom work. Um, I've like created a couple different raids, um, done a couple different story expansions that I just love creating. And then another part of that is I love maps. And Anon always makes fun of me because I love maps. Um, and so I drew out a whole map of the Dreadnought and I started doing maps for the rest of the planets because I just really wanted maps. Nice. Yeah. So it's cool little things about our, our guest today that, that he just doesn't think to talk about. Nice. So it's good to know. Well, you always make fun of me for them. So, <laughs> yeah, so stupid. Jeez. And now the whole world knows how stupid they are. Yeah. That's... Yep. Uh, hey, at least it's, it doesn't... It's better than my fascination with the rocks and waterfalls in this game. Yeah, oh my rocks God. Rocks and waterfalls? <laughs> Hold on a second. Rocks and waterfalls? <laughs> Yeah, year one Destiny, we used to just do nothing but go explore caves and look at waterfalls. And there is that there's one cave on Venus that actually rains inside the cave. Yes, it's so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Because I really, I really love the actual like build of Destiny and looking at all like the details. And so like I love that there's certain parts where like the bricks are 3D. And if you look at the glimmer in um, the Thieves Den, like you notice that half of it, like most of it, is a 2D image and there's 3d models kind of scattered not to i mean just to ruin your bubble of destiny <laughs> uh, but so i love looking at that stuff and so one of the things i noticed was like i love caves and most of the caves in this game are just kind of duplicates they just kind of copy them but then every now and then you find one that's really unique and interesting and the waterfalls have always kind of been disappointing to me except for the one on venus because everything just turns into mist except for venus uh, and Anon always makes fun I'm, of me. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to make, I'm, but I'm going to have to make fun of you, too. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> I'm proud of being a geek nerd. <laughs> no matter how many people make fun of me for it, including my wife. Yeah, my wife makes fun of me all the time. I'm just like, hey, it's, you married me, so I mean... <laughs> I feel so bad Whose fault is it? my favorite... My favorite waterfall was out on uh, Campus Nine, where that there was that captain on the rock doing Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Hey, captain, do you have a picture of that by any chance? I mean, like <laughs> I, I, I don't, but I'm sure you can find it. Uh, uh, hey, we had a lot of like lore discoveries from looking at those little details. Like when yeah. we went on a rampage and took pictures of every single like fallen member. Notice like the captain <laughs> pin on the shoulder that you get on the warlock from the challenge of elders <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I wonder if Mylan ever made that video. I gave I gave Mylan a uh, a ten facts you didn't know about the fallen thing. Oh no, nice. I don't think he ever made the video. I just gave <laughs> I just gave him like a list of twenty <laughs> facts, and I was like, pick ten from that that you like, and just make your video from that. <laughs> that was like three weeks ago. He's like, no, Anon's fired. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't talked to me since. I think that might have happened. Uh, nice. No, I mean, if you don't, if you don't do it normally, like you really have to go into Destiny and start looking at the details because yeah, there's there so are, much. There are a lot of uh, crazy details. Like just today, we were in the Iron Tomb, and I know other people have looked at it, but I wanted to see it for myself. I I scoped in on one of the Iron Lords hanging uh, from the Siva, and the fact that somebody actually drew their their teeth just really freaked me out. Oh, it's a, there's it's a creepy. skeleton. There's there's yeah, a skull like you, in the armor in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, I didn't like it. Like, I, I already have, like, a phobia of teeth, <laughs> thanks to that that uh, that children's book about teeth. Uh, 
like I don't I don't know what the purpose was other than to traumatize kids, but it it had its effect. And, was it was uh, it written in Germany? Because that feels like that's all their kids. No, stories. it was it was like that little boy. Like we're we're getting really off the road. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the little boy. <laughs> Like it's it's the end of the podcast. You don't have to listen anymore. We're done with the lore. We're talking about my childhood. <laughs> you know where to find us. So if you want to hear about Anon's fear of teeth, continue on. <laughs> a boy sees a stranger and he smiles and he has like really big teeth. So the boy gets scared and he runs away and he finds another guy. And the guy's like, "Why are you so scared?" He's like, "I saw a stranger with teeth this big." And the guy goes, "Oh, that's nothing." And then he smiles, and his <laughs> teeth are even bigger. So he goes to the next guy, and he's like, "Oh, why are you so scared?" He's like, "I just saw a stranger in a teeth that were this big." And the guy is like, "Oh, that's nothing. Look at my teeth." And it's like bigger and bigger teeth. <laughs> and it's like that's the point of the story. Just everybody has bigger fucking teeth, and. It's not okay. <laughs> you should not have teeth that big. That's horrifying. That's wrong. So I've just always had this phobia of teeth because of it. Like any anything that has to do with teeth, I'm just instantly freaked out. Over it. And I think the creepiest thing is the fallen teeth. They look like piranhas. Yeah, I'm they okay do. Like they're with little that. They're not human. They're not human That's teeth. That makes it perfectly okay for me. But yeah, seeing, seeing that skeleton is pretty yeah, creepy. Seeing the Iron Lord, seeing his eye staring back at me, it was like that's creepy. And then I zoomed into his mouth and I saw his teeth, and I just couldn't. I I was like, I I can't I can't look at this. This is awful. This is tor- this is yeah. Terrifying. That whole segment was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, I was not expecting that because it was just creepy. Like I was not expecting to actually face the Iron Lords, and you get in there and like this is like messed up like, yolder's really yolder's voice as bell winter <laughs> yeah. comes down to face you and the axes dropped that's oof. yeah um, on, I need to no again. what did she say uh, uh guardian go. oh she, is that, she says go i think we can't hold them or we can't do it it's basically yeah. saying get out of here we're screwed we're gonna take care of it and you run or Mike, did you did you know me and Guardian were playing it over the, uh, and over today? Yolder's what Yolder was saying. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, or what we think she's the only female out of the three uh, remnants. So, good point. Good point. Well, I, th- yes. I think it's time to wrap up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so Mike, where can, yeah, uh, can where can people me. find you? <laughs> can find me at media. Mythos Mike on Twitter, and that's it. Nice. I'm boring. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's keep it simple. I'm not a redditor. And <laughs> uh, what about yourself? Where can where can people find you? You can you can find me at anonpig. It's spelled A N O N P I G, just like it should be spelled, <laughs> because that's yeah, how you'll find words him screaming about everything on Twitter all day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like if if you've listened to this far, like if you've listened to me talk about my teeth phobia, like just tweet at me, like <laughs> teeth, just so I know, like I'm being appreciated with my phobias. You it'll, clearly it'll, don't it'll, mind <laughs> enough if you've got. This <laughs> I'm a love me or hate me guy. But what about you, uh, Dragon? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter. It's uh, at Handsome Dragon, and the O's are zeros. And you can also find me on Twitch every now and then. God damn it. Uh, same thing. Handsome Dragon, O's or Zeros. Which, speaking of spelling names wrong, I once 
I ordered a, when I was on Ghost Stories, I ordered myself a mouse pad with the Ghost Stories logo. And I was so excited. You know, I got this thing. I put my, my gamer tag on there. I got it. I was pumped. I just got a new computer, new desk, putting it in there. My wife comes in and she's like, oh, you misspelt it. I was like, what are you talking about? I misspelt it. I didn't misspell anything. And I forgot the S in handsome. So it's hand wow. Omni Dragon. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that's my story well, of spelling things. <laughs> Fun. Well, it isn't just about us because the Destiny Lorecast does have I a do. Twitter of its own. And it is spelt correctly at Destiny Lorecast. And uh we need to tweet more from there. Yeah, I was thinking about really that do. too. We need it we need to we need to get a uh a publicist, like someone that will tweet for us. Almost like an editor or something. Producer. I thought we had one of those. <laughs> I thought that was your job, Anon. I thought you were posting a bunch of stuff from That's that. That's just what he tells people. He's like, I'm the producer, no. co- main host. You just I tell everyone that you basically own everything and really you <laughs> do how I get you. God. <laughs> you want to know. <laughs> this is a dating website, right? We've, we've been through this. We know, we know about your Please, you pick up please, Varys, why did you say that? <laughs> the same. <laughs> when they work, they work. <laughs> Uh, all right well, i think that's gonna do it for us this week um thanks everyone for joining in uh thank you guardian for coming on and talking with us uh it was a lot of fun great discussions um it, yeah definitely thank you for having me this was awesome absolutely <laughs> uh, this is a great group for you listening if you have any questions please email us or hit us up on twitter we'd love to talk about those um you know we're gonna do better about reaching out on twitter before the day of the show too and try to reach out and get some questions out there um try to kind of see what you know, touch on subjects that you guys are wondering about, you guys are curious about. Um, maybe there's something you didn't quite understand with the Rise of Iron story, um, taking King's story, whatever it is. Just hit us up, let us know, and we'll we'll try to tackle it as best we can. Ah, that's it time. for me. Thanks, guys. Hi. Right.